0: Love this one lyrically. I, I love how he feels. He just quaint, he, quaint? Oh, he's quite, quite, oh, he just can't make something fucking perfect there, can he? That's my, <laughs> that's my uh, Cockney accent there.
1: It was like, that was all Australia. That was everything. That was, that was, that was New Zealand the
0: mixing with like, uh, yeah, that was everything. That, that's what I do. That was the worst. I make them up. That was the worst. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and. Well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go. Hey.
1: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artists. We break down one of their records, we get into the music, the lyrics, how it was made, the artwork, all that good stuff. Uh, My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio and um, that's all I got for the boring intro. So let's jump right into it. We are doing thrice today. We're doing their debut record from the year two thousand. It's called Identity Crisis. Um, so yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. Um, let's get, we're gonna get into our origin story. Or we're gonna get into you know our f- first impressions, our bangers, our stinkers if we have any. So um, so yeah, let, let's get into what, what is your origin story with Thrice, Jeff? Go.
0: I don't I don't have like a like a deep origin story with them. I remember in high school, they were like a thing. Right, especially in our yeah. area, especially in our high school, thrice was a thing. Never really cared for them. I didn't listen to that genre very much in high school. I know you liked them a lot. Many many years. Like I guess the first time I ever listened to thrice was "Image of the Invisible," and um, but that was
1: after high school.
0: Yeah, well,
1: that was like right after high school.
0: But yeah, that was after yeah. high school. But I remember when I was when I was doing um, when I was hanging out with a lot of people from from lower High School. One yeah. girl in particular, like I kind of dated for a while, she was into fuck. What was the thing they did with the Darfur? It was called something. Mm,
1: <clears throat> are you thinking of Invisible Children? That was it. There it okay. is, dude. Whoa, yeah. there it is, dude. I don't think I don't think that necessarily necessarily had to do with Darfur, but no, that but was yeah. specifically
0: for like displaced What's children it? in Darfur because of the war. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, Thrice lent them that organization image of the Invisible, and like that was the first time I had people had talked about it in my circle at the time. I guess. Um. But I still didn't listen to him, and really, I didn't. I didn't listen to him until until we did the pod because even when I lived with Kevin and he was a massive Thrice fan and he had, you know, the VC vinyls or not the VC the Alchemy Index vinyls Alchemy, yeah. uh, oh, framed up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, two of them, and one got eaten by his dog. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he uh, he had them framed up on his wall. Even then, I still just didn't listen to thrice. I didn't listen to thrice until we did the pod. I didn't care about thrice until we did the pod.
1: You did it. You didn't care about them simply out of spite.
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I I playlisted. I playlisted a couple of songs here and there. Like Image of the Invisible has always been playlisted on various playlists of mine because that's a good song. But otherwise, song, I never yeah. I never got into them, and it's been like honestly until. At that time too Like after the Alchemy Index Has come out That's when they started To dip in quality And so when I started to listen When I started to hear Our friend And our friend group Like play them It just wasn't good And I was like This is what you guys like So it wasn't like Indicative of the band As a whole So that's not At entirely that especially. Not entirely my fault
1: um, But yeah My
0: that's origin cool. story is, is scattered Broken But never anything Until the
1: pod Alright my uh, My origin story Goes back to the album of the week, Identity Crisis. Um, that album had come out like not even a year; it wasn't even out a year yet. And um, friend of the pod, Kevin, Brian, um, my my cousin Brandon as well. They were they all were really into Thrice. and And the first song I heard was a Torch Tandle to Torches, and it was like when I listened to Metallica for that. When I l- listened to Kill 'Em All from Metallica the first time, I had that same feeling. Like, what the hell is this? I've never heard anything like it before. I'm obsessed with it and and then I just I would I could not I I immediately went out and bought Identity Crisis uh I don't even remember where I found it I don't I wasn't at Best Buy maybe Hot Topic had it maybe the warehouse had it I don't I don't remember exactly where I bought the CD but I, I immediately went out and got it and um just obsessed with it and then maybe a few months later I uh Illusion of Safety came out and um and then of course you know I went down that that rabbit hole of 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 Illusion, and then I've just followed the band ever since. um Obviously, there have been some lulls, but I've always been there. You know, I've I've always gone to see them, even during the years where I didn't care for the album that they had just put out. I still went and saw them because they still put on a great show. Yeah, they didn't play all the songs I wanted. They played a lot of newer stuff, but they, it was still a great, great show. So, I mean, I I've seen this band fuck at least twenty, maybe thirty times over the years. You know, from Chain Reaction. Up into you know some of the bigger, bigger venues, festival shows, all that kind of stuff, so yeah that that's my origin story is is it's identity crisis it's a torch tanned all torches that was the first thing I heard so um so yeah what what are your what are your first impressions on on this album though identity crisis
0: I remember the first time that I ever listened to identity crisis in its entirety. It's it's coming back. We were I was moving out here. I was in the process of moving out yeah, here. you were. Yeah. So at the time, I I, I know what I was doing, and um, yeah, so I, I know exactly where I was. I was driving around, getting stuff ready to buy this house that I'm living in now, and that's when I first heard identity crisis. And you know, being familiar with the area you live in, especially in an area like the United States, Orange County, where you can drive from point A to point B, or you can take the long way and it would take you an extra 25 minutes. I remember, dude, I remember driving to Cyprus from Buena Park, which would have only taken me five or eight minutes, yeah. and I, re- I remember going down to, like, Los Al, and, like, looping all the way the fuck around because this thing was so goddamn good that I could not even believe it, <laughs> and I wanted just to listen into my car. Like, I remember that, dude. That, that is, like, my first impression of this album, and I still love it to this day, and it's just, it is unreal how I've gone this long and never... Never dove into it. It's sad. It sucks. But we're here now. We're doing it now. We're giving its final due justice and hitting yeah. it head on. So yeah, that's- because
1: because the reason why you had listened to it, I think it was like 2018 or maybe that's what is that when you moved out there? 2018, 2017
0: yeah, about that.
1: So yeah, so the reason why why you listened to it was because we did Identity Crisis on the podcast, but it was in the very old format that'll never be released again that episode and it ended up only being like a 40 minute episode because we recorded the whole, we, re, we were recording in your garage in the middle of summer. It was hot as balls in there. we were sweating like pigs and we couldn't go, we couldn't record in the house cause it was so busy. Everything was going with, with everything going on. So, and it just, we ended up just cutting the episode short because it, uh, too, too damn hot, too damn hot. But, um, yeah, I mean, my first impression with identity crisis is also my origin story. Torch and torches, got the record, fell in love, just uh, obsessed, obsessed with this band. I remember many times too trying to get you into it, and I would try to show you Identity Christ, and you're like, no, I'm kidding, you know, doing your old, you know, Jeff thing, thinking that you know my music sucks. But you know, as we've been finding out over the last three years, you know, I I have I have really good taste in music, and you're wrong. So, yeah. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Do you have Do you have any stinkers on this record?
0: I have two stinkers. I have three okay songs. That's
1: all wrong. Nah, just kidding. Um, They're all bangers. <laughs> the
0: guy. Even the next day.
1: Even the next day.
0: I count those as one song.
1: Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. I, I listed. Got, you,
0: I listed that as one B. Yes, not my one B, but as a single B.
1: As what? As the ruin falls, and then the next day. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah, the same song correct that's same here that's what i did too we're also not going to rank the song madman which is it was supposed it was on the original version of this record on the cd and um but you know it's it's a b-side i mean did you listen to it or no i did not yeah it's 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 fine it's good but it's better that it's not on the record um just does not fit at all so um i have 11 b's as well 11 bangers so let's um, let's get into your one B. What's your what's the, your biggest banger? Your one banger here.
0: Well, it's uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned your introduction to thrice is actually my one B, a torch to end all torches. That torch is torch to end all torches. That is my favorite song on Hell the album. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it, man. That, that it's my two B. It is my two B. But. I, it's just, I mean, but it's dude, it could super be my super
0: metally intro, right? Like I love the chugs, very Metallica sounding. Like these guys are, oh, yeah. are showing their inspirations here, and they do it all over the fucking album. And it's not just like their inspiration from the hard rock era. There's a lot of like emo on this. There's a lot of pop punk on this. There's a lot of stuff on this album that they they they're telling you that this is our this is our era. This is our generation. These are our our inspirations, and I love that. Um, what makes this one special Is it's pacing And like the changes it does There's a lot to yeah, digest lot here changes. With this one It's it's a fantastic song I think it's a great I don't know Putting it at this point In the album Like song 8 Out of what 11 It's It's the perfect I don't know It's the perfect way To slow things down a bit Give everybody a chance To breathe Kind of like Dumb it down Before we just Kick it back up again Right Because that's, <laughs> that's That's how we want yeah. Every song to fucking end At all times It's just double time it, kick it back up, fade to black, done. And that's what this song does. This song is, the pacing is perfect. The pacing is perfect. The pacing is is. perfect.
1: The pacing is perfect. The, like you were saying, the riffage here is, it's like, it's like Metallica, but more precise and a little bit more complex. Um, It's just, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't stop until you hit that bridge where everything literally stops. And then it's just like, it's that, the the clean the clean guitar, the rain in the background. Riley comes in with those big drum hits and then the that little buildup on the toms, and then it goes into this like just this kind of open, airy kind of feel, and then some great screaming, a great, great outro, and I just the the, the structure of the song is, is perfect. And it's weird. Like you were saying, like the tempo changes, the the pacing, it's weird, but a lot of the songs have that too. Like you're just it'll it'll start one way and then 20 seconds later you're like you're in a different song but it still makes sense it yeah. still makes sense <laughs> it's 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 unreal it's weird and and that's what i think makes this record so cool is that you're constantly on your toes i mean when i listen to this record today it was probably the you know 300th time i've listened to this record but it still excites me i'm still i'm still hearing something new or i'm remembering something like oh my god this part is actually fucking incredible and a torch candle torches is one of those songs that has those moments just the little things too like the 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 parts in the verses where he, he you i don't you don't even know what he's saying he's screaming no. yeah he's screaming but all you hear is that it's the second line of each of the first two verses and it's just you hear him say save my life you, that's all you hear <laughs> like that's the only part i actually sing out, out loud because i know when it's going to hit and it's the only thing i can understand so I, it just it, it's the song is chaos it's fast at any moment, it sounds like it's going to fall apart. It really it really does. And they rarely... I mean, after this record came out, or after Illusion came out, I don't think they ever played this song again. I oh. don't... I'm pretty sure they've never played it since. That is just... But, you're crazy.
0: You're crazy. I know.
1: I know. So I, I sent you that video of them playing at Chain in 2001. Yeah. And, and, they, and they did play it then. Um, and then I also watched another video a couple days ago of them playing at Biola University. The same year and they they also played um torch there as well and it was just dude it's fucking insane but that that chain video oh man <laughs> the nostalgia and just, the, how fucking the energy skinny
0: everybody the, is first of all I know it. Oh, they're
1: <laughs> so young they're like it's 19 so 20 years funny. old
0: now that like yeah. we're older looking at like younger pictures of ourselves if anybody's like goddamn dude like everybody just like gains weight it's hilarious i yeah. love it and also, also, I've never been one to like for the aesthetics of a guitar, but like Dustin's white SG, like that fucking looked good.
1: Right, right. Yeah. that
0: looked good. I've I i do not know if I've ever seen anybody play a white SG like that. It just it looked good. <sighs> yeah, it fucking looked cool. I liked it.
1: It does look really nice. I the Murderdolls guys, they 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 played an all white. SG. Sorry, I
0: I should have said I've never seen anybody in a real band play a white SG. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're just, the worst. It looks good. You are the worst. It yeah. does look really nice. But his his signature uh, was the was the red SG with the black pick guard. That was Dustin's. Yeah, it's it's like, a dime that was his main though. guitar. Seen that, you yeah. know what I
0: mean. Seen that. Tenacious D played one. Rivers played
1: one. Yeah. yeah. It, it was either that or the all black, the all black SG. That's awesome. Those ugly. were his two main ones. I know. Those were his two main. Like I think after after Identity Crisis, he didn't play the the white one really out, that often at all. Damn, a good it was I, It was one of those other two. But then, then eventually he ditched the SGs completely. So, and I remember even oh, I remember this just dawned on me during the Visu era. He even went on onto the website onto their website and said, "I'm selling my SGs. Oh. I'm selling all of them." So he sold them to fans because he's like, "I'm I'm this era of the band of my life is over. I'm switching to like switch to Telecasters and shit." Man, how yeah.
0: fucking shitty! And also, how amazing is that? Right? Like, how shitty? Like he's he's. Com- completely like disconnecting himself from prior thrice music but also how, how like how liberating he said this this old thrice is done we are now heading a different <laughs> direction there's yeah. no going back we are cutting all ties <laughs> it's pretty like, wild god right? damn you gotta respect
1: that yeah he's fucking sold his SGs like, I made it up on, like dude. a public thing
0: like guitar ah. players with their guitars they don't sell their first guitar I still have my first guitar but guitar players don't sell their fucking guitars they just don't do
1: yeah. it Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: You just buy more. <laughs>
1: you buy more and waste all that money. Eh. Yeah, I've been there. Been there. Good lord. Um what?
0: That's funny. No, it's uh, that's I, I love that. That's admirable. It's that's it, equally insane and, and fucking innovative. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, musically, I, I just think this is just a an incredible, incredible song. Um do you have anything more musically here?
0: No, that's it. I will I will say like before we get into the lyrics. Um mm-hmm. the latter half of the album like resonated more with me lyrically than the, the first half.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: So like the first half, I think the songs are a little bit stronger musically, but the latter half, I thought the lyrics were stronger. So that was weird. Uh,
1: I feel like the to me the lyrics were pretty were consistent. Musically, there are there are kind of lulls, but they're still bangers. Like my my bottom two bangers are they're amazing songs, but they're songs that, you know, I have been known to skip because it's like, I just want to hear, I just want to hear fucking, you know, ultra blue, or I want to hear, we skip, we skip, you know. we skip. Uh, I well, I mean the, my bottom B is in your hands and then unquestioned In your
0: answers. hands, in your hands, in your hands, in your hands.
1: Just like that. That's exa- That's the song. It's a, it's a, it's okay, a so. kind of a cover. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> your A my number five, so we'll get into that later. But Unanswered it, Questions really? okay. is, is my 11B. That is my least favorite answers. song. Sorry, uh, unanswered. Que- un, what did I say? Unquestioned un, Answers? Un,
1: no, it's it's Unquestioned Answers. You said Unanswered Questions. Yeah. So you got it wrong. What did you say? So that's
0: fine. The, the song it's is called un, una- I, Unquestioned Answers. Nope.
1: Yeah, and you didn't say that. Are you, you said sure? unanswered questions. I, yeah, you did.
0: Because I'm looking at my notes right now, and it says it correctly. But oh, that's fine. Okay,
1: maybe. Pod reading's hard. I know. I know. I know. You're right. As it happens to the best of us. <laughs> Not me. Okay, so what do you have on this one then? Let, let's let's let's. Well, it. Hold this on. One. Let's it's a let's low B for let's, us.
0: let's take it back a little bit because we didn't finish a torch to end all torches. Because oh yeah, we
1: did to get the lyrics.
0: I fucking love this one lyrically. I I love how he feels. He just quite quite. Oh, he just can't make something fucking perfect, there, can he? That's my, <laughs> that's my uh, Cockney accent there.
1: That was like that was all Australia. That was everything. That was that was, that was, was, that was New Zealand was
0: mixing with like the yeah. That was everything. That's that's what I do. That was the worst. I make them up. That was the worst. I do what make I do. I do what I do. It is what it is. <sighs> I okay. I no, no, I. I love I, I love yeah. how he feels he just can't quite make something perfect, right He personifies it into a satellite trying to find a perfect orbit. he also like relates it to an architect, just can't quite make it perfect, and even says like the light he sees he gets close, but he just doesn't quite get it and he ends a song like asking for help, asking for a little boost and I like yeah. that and i i like I like this era of thrice because it's it's. I don't mind listening and and listening to people talk about like god or their religion as it relates to their personal experiences in life.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't
0: mind that because it creates I don't know, it, it creates a bond between me and the and, and the lyricist, the artist. I like that. That is what Dustin like excels at. When yeah. he's just trying to preach to me, then I lose interest as everybody does because who the fuck wants to be preached to nobody does but when he's relating stuff to me like this where he just can't quite feel, he doesn't he just doesn't feel quite at home because he's always like something there's always something missing for him even in religion I and mean, I think that's that's humanizing that's him like questioning his faith and I think he questions his faith a lot in this
1: album which is super dope and uh, I don't know I like it it's cool stuff I like it too I mean yeah. People who don't listen to thrice, I mean, Dustin is very, or he at least was very, very Christian, um, and he—that's like all the songs on this record are, except for "Under Par." That's the only one that doesn't have like a religious undertone to it. Um, but you know, going even going to artists, you know, like when we broke when we broke that down that record, there's a ton of Christianity on there, but it was done in a much more mature way. He was able he. His his the way his metaphors were much better on that record, um, just and and he also brought up different kind different religions too, different theologies and and it was a much deeper, more mature record lyrically than this one. Not to say that this one was bad by any means, because it's not. He's still at nineteen, eighteen, nineteen years old. The guy is a fucking killer lyricist. He is a killer lyricist. He net like you said, he never sounds preachy on this record. I mean, he doesn't really sound preachy ever until you get to. You know, major minor but um i i do i do like the lyrics a lot here too because it does i agree with you too where it does it's more about his own personal relationship his own personal kind of feelings and faith and i like that man it's it, he's just a lost he's lost most of these songs he's just lost and that's what this one is he's 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 he, it's about him not having faith he's lost faith he's not really doing the right thing for himself or anybody else and he's lost. And he just see at at some point he sees the light of, of God or Jesus and how just (laughs) realizing believing will make him a better person. So there's that's what I think it is. Lyrically
0: there's, there's several songs on this album that, that lyrically I think are just like, God damn dude, this is you're a poet. And this is the beginning of one of them. This is like one of the lower ones that I think are like the great stuff. so like on the top end oh, lyrically okay. of, of this of this album, this is like the low of the top end because I think even just being able to like like personification, right, giving human attributes to non-human objects, satellites, yeah, right he's saying like the satellite is drifting aimlessly, and it's like it's this fucking satellite dude. it's a piece of metal. It only does what the computer to do. It has no hopes or aspirations it doesn't know what it's doing it it only does what it's programmed to do Mm -hmm. but to like humanize a satellite like what the fuck how do you fucking even do that that's stupid that's dumb (laughs) it's stupid it's dumb like i feel bad for the satellite you know what i mean like that's that's some good shit dude (laughs) that's some good solid stuff
1: it's good songwriting it really is good songwriting and it it just i i love too that you know when you listen to this record you never think that the lyrics are going to be about this at all. Like no, even this, is OC, this week, this is OC
0: hardcore produced produced by fucking yeah. the guy from death by stereo. Paul, oh, yeah, hardcore. Paul
1: Miner, Paul minor, the bass player for death by stereo produces record, you know, coming off of, you know, if looks could kill, I'd watch you die, which <laughs> is just a, a, wild. a perfect record. Amazing record. It's unreal. And then, you know, with the second record, um, not day of the death. What the fuck is the name of the record? I can't even think right now uh whatever it is. It's a day of the death. I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway. Paul Miner in, incredible incredible he was incredible in Death by Stereo. He made a great he made great records with them and this Thrice record is fucking awesome and and hearing the interviews that Riley and the other guys have said, it's like they were just so stoked to be working with Paul Miner because they they admired him so much because of Death by Stereo that they went into the studio trying to impress him. Like to to try to say like we are we want to try to be like death by stereo we we want to be as there's good as a that. lot of death by stereo on this record there's too. a ton of it a ton of it T- down to the drums the gang vocals the, guitar. the choruses yeah to, yeah there's a lot. yes so much death by stereo <laughs> and I love that they they were just fucking excited fanboys dude exactly the fan it's boys, so man, cool recording this record it's it's fucking sick but anyway yeah going to torches and all torches. My Great song, video. love this oh did you listen to to a turbo to, a turbo torch yeah
0: a turbo <laughs> it was cool right a turbo <laughs> a turbo torch to end all dental torches, torches or something yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah. so what that was it's pretty it's just a sped up version of the song but not sped up to where it's like it sounds like it's a it's bit it's shit been sped like, up yeah like computerized. Yeah. yeah yeah it still sounds real but damn dude it's so cool it's it, it is it's played faster rad. it's so cool yeah, and the, and the band actually did that. So so the band created that version and then posted it on their website back in the day. And then fans just downloaded it off their their old website thrice.net. Um, so yeah, so that it was actually a band sanctioned thing, which is really cool too which they should just um, keep playing live to this day. That would be cool. I know, right? You
0: guys remember Turbo Den all torches and then start going like, how, come on? Open a show with that?" I don't Are you even kidding think, me?
1: I don't even think they could keep up. Honestly, I don't think they could me? keep up with you joke it. Joke my ass right now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. God, that would just Oh my god, that would just be incredible. The crowd <laughs> would be would be insane. Or if they or if they played Identity Crisis in in its entirety, God, they they've done Illusion in its entirety a bunch of times, and they've now they're, they're doing tours with to do artists in its entirety. They've done Visu in its entirety. Why the hell aren't they doing Identity Crisis? It's irritating. It's 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 a totally underrated record.
0: It's I don't know. It's that it's, it's that thing that people talk like if I win the lottery, I would do this. You know what I mean? Like why, man, dude? Like thrice Secret Show chain reaction identity crisis oh my god 2020 they should have done it yeah under the moniker of whatever what are the fuck something maybe like 20 people showed up like that would be so dope dude
1: i think i think the original band name before thrice i think it was like chapter 11 or something like that <laughs> terrible name but imagine <laughs> if imagine if they if they went to and they played a secret show at chain with the og band name damn dude that would be i would pay hundreds of dollars to go to that i
0: wonder like like literally literally, in, in in the way like media spreads so fucking fast now i wonder if if thrice did that if they plan to do it let's say one month in advance and they only posted i don't know in some random message board i wonder how many people would show up like how fast would that spread to people would know a month in advance that show
1: i, I don't know I, that's well so like mars volta did it in 2008 they played a show at um i think it was the roxy and they oh, did it man. under a different they did it under a different band name and and it leaked i mean i think the band got thrown onto the to the to the calendar for the roxy like two days prior to the show and then within a day fans had started to find out that it was the mars volta and then it was just mayhem I think it was. A Roxy. Yeah, it might have been a Troubadour, but I think it was a Roxy.
0: That's like Bedlam era Mars Volta. It was Bedlam but era. Yeah, it was right.
2: It was right after Thomas joined the band. Are you Joy, band. me? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh god. So that was a big thing, and then Metallica did it in like 2013. Eh. They played Metallica. Well, no, hear me out, dude. Wolf, oh, hear me out. Oh. So what they it was a festival, kind of a festival show. Metallica was headlining the festival, and I forgot, I forgot what what the the name of the band was, but they they. It was like a, it was a fake band, and it was opening the festival, so they played at like noon. It was something like that, and they played Kill 'Em All in, in its entirety. Oh
0: God, yeah.
1: So that was cool, and they <laughs> and it was a complete surprise. So they played Kill 'Em All in its entirety, and then they played later that night and played their regular set. Wait, why can't? So that's can't, fucking sick.
0: Why can't all bands be this fun? I don't understand. Like why you, Why do you? Why are you in a fucking band this long and just <laughs> not? You can't have any fun. I don't understand.
1: Why, I mean, I just, I I don't get it. It's like, Uh, why do you hate your old music so much, especially when people love it so much and you know that you have that fan base that would love, that would spend hundreds of dollars to see it? You know, it's just like, like, why do you hate, why do you hate yourself that much? (laughs) Honestly, like like, that's a whole,
0: that's a whole nother like podcast we get into as to why like artists rely on their fans so much, right? because nobody would artists can't make money unless their fans pay for their product. And yeah. so when your fans are paying for your product in the early days to get you to the the mainstream success as you are in your later days, why do you forget where you came from? Like who the fuck even I does know. that? That's some I bullshit. Know. That's stupid. That's pretentious and that's fucked up. And AFI. AFI is the worst. They're, They're absolutely the, worst. the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, They're the fucking absolutely worst. Absolutely the fucking worst. You guys would be fucking nothing
1: without your early yeah. days. You would be nothing without those first three, four records because you wouldn't have had that core. You would be nothing without the Sing the especially nothing without the Sing the Sorrow fans. And you, you bitched about playing that one Sing the Sorrow show. Yeah. It's like, Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. So yep. annoying. It's very it's so fucking annoying. very annoying. I agree. Anyway, I uh, we don't need to shit talk anymore about that. Unanswered questions, yeah. Unquestioned fucking answers. (laughs)
0: God damn it! Unanswered (laughs) answers, unanswered answers. Yeah. The unquestionable truth, part one. Here we go. This is our our, both (laughs) of our eleven B's, right? Oh, this is your ten B. My ten B, yeah. Yeah. So so like musically, I don't really care about this. I do like this lyrically though. So at least I want to get over it lyrically and then move on. Okay. Because I finally figured out. Because I did some research, but I finally figured out what kind of like poetry writing this is this is this is a sustain like like okay. limerick pattern or a six line poem, and the specific like rhyming scheme is a a b c c b and this this particular scheme uh. is popular in French poetry. Bob Dylan uses it a lot i I wow. like it I like it because it gives you two solid rhymes. Right, so like mm-hmm. the A A, should, 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 should I pull up the lyrics there, or do you want, what do you want me to? Do I, I have the
1: lyrics open right now. It, yeah. Well, it's A B A B.
0: No, hold on there. Your traps are all baited. Your scales are all weighted. That's A A, but not resisting. Oh, okay, you're okay. okay so you're reading it saying. that way. Okay, That's B. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm kind okay. of convinced. My rights are restricted. or convicted convicted. Restricted. That's so it's A A B C C B, right? You, yeah it is are you read that correctly yeah. now
1: I, I am yeah yeah
0: cool so i get so it gives you two solid rhymes and then you set up it sets you up for that last rhyme to where it hits really hard right because you forget about that b after the a a because you get mm-hmm. the ccb all oh, they like they, those cc rhymes oh, that's cool whatever and then drops into the b again and you forget that you heard the b earlier on and i just i don't know it makes it it makes it hit so much fucking harder I like that I like that rhyming scheme I How, did, really how did you find do. out
1: how did you realize That that was the rhyming scheme you just kind of
0: Because I know I, I mean like, we're,
1: we're not big poetry men so Well I'm not like
0: I, I feel like I'm a little Bit bigger of a poetry man than you are
1: I mean you're much more than I am But So so I, I,
0: I do enjoy like poetry and, and I do like reading these things And so I just typed in like A A B C C B, and that came up Because <laughs> that's That's the rhyming scheme I don't know Fucking easy um, but like, like like The meaning about it It was whatever I get it Actually I did write A funny quote here That you would like um, The this, The song seems to be About people who can't Think for themselves Or happy living a life Crippled Brainwashing Yada 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 But then I wrote mm-hmm. And Dustin can't imagine Being that way And will continue To stand up For what he believes Even If he's standing alone
1: Oh my god man. I wrote
0: that I <laughs> wrote that one for you <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: The worst The worst yeah.
0: But I, I did want to mention this one Because I, <laughs> I did finally figure out What that six line poem Sestane cess, Right The six the, the triangle Tri Then the quad Four Five Whatever five is And then Penta Is five Is pentagon five Five Penta Yeah I think Yeah And then, yeah, right? and then Cest, Cest, Whatever the cess is I think cess is six but Yeah I finally figured it out I was super excited So now I'm sharing it with With everybody who listens A, A, B, C, C, B A B C C B.
1: No Oh yeah, Pentagon is five. Honestly, yeah, I, is five. I think
0: I think A A B C C B is probably my favorite rhyming like like scheme and ever. I I just I love it. I love there's three different rhymes going on there, and both A A and the C C drive the bees home. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I'm it. glad it, you picked up on it because I, I, I did it. not. I did not. I pick absolutely up on it. fucking love it. Like, I love did
1: it. you did you kind of analyze every song that way as well? Like, did you try to pick up the the rhyming scheme?
0: Yeah, and they're all they're all pretty basic. They're all like the normal, either like, A B A B or A A B A A B or the once for the man from Nantucket who dreams of eating a bucket, you know, that, that type of thing. <laughs> all the basic yeah, stuff. This yeah. was the only one that I picked up that was um, a little bit more complex. All right. All right. And this is I only like something it. this is only something you do is if you either like read poetry or if you are like really trying to write a good song, right? Like I don't know. I, I in high school I read I did read a lot of poetry and, and plays and, and I read a lot of plays and it was whatever. I don't know. I I enjoyed it.
1: This was fun. Moving on. Owen oh, two. Moving on. Oh, one two. There we go. Okay, so what so then what is your um Oh Torch What's your oranges is your one B? My one B is under par. This is. I my... thought you
0: said you did. Oh no, sorry. You said under par didn't have any religious undertones.
1: Yeah, you th- th- don't from... agree with. You don't? Okay. I mean, that's fine. We well, we'll get into it. We will get into it. So, under par is my favorite thrice song. Really? Yes, what? Under par is my favorite. What? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where does this one sit for you?
0: <laughs> no, this is a nine B. It's dude, this no song's... way, dude. There's some. Okay, so like, I think this song is. This song has parts to it That are some of like The coolest parts on the album But I think well, overall parts too The feedback right That's Dude that's some Hendrix shit And when we did Hendrix mm-hmm. We kind of finally realized Like okay I get it Why like Hendrix is Innovative Embrace the feedback Love it That's what they're doing here The feedback lasts So fucking long yeah. It stays here yeah. for like Two minutes And then it drops in With that like Dueling guitar scale It's Dude it's so good it's just got. Yeah. It's it it it's a good aggressive song that does its job well, and leads to a really really rad
1: breakdown. The breakdown is the the breakdown is the, probably needed. the heaviest thing. Well, it's definitely the heaviest thing they've ever done on this re- or they did on this record. It's up there with one of their heavier heavier breakdowns for sure. That, if not the heaviest. That
0: breakdown the is 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 straight up OC hardcore, but also mixed with like,
1: LA punk. Yeah, so you get those big, heavy, low end, the doom, the the paw, kind of palm muted kind of thing, and then and then Dustin screams, "Let's go!" Dun it, Like it, the tempo picks up, and then it turns into this like, it's not a thrash thing. It's just kind of this like groove metal almost thing. I don't know, man. This this song genre wise, all overall, this song is all over the place. You get the thrash, you get this like pop punk stuff, you get skate punk. Um, but everything, everything is so scattered, but for how, I don't know how they do it. Maybe it's Riley. I don't know, but everything still sounds so seamless. Like every, every few bars, like, or not every few bars, but every like probably 20, 30 seconds, it switches genres for no reason, for no fucking reason. Like, it's, it's crazy, man. The the structure of this song is unreal. That breakdown is, is incredible that dun 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 and then it builds 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 oh my god dude it's i fucking love it oh my god i just i can't i can't get over it and then so so it starts off with that that it's that it's kind of like that pantera kind of cowboys from hell kind of thing but not as aggressive you kind of get that that feel, the way the, the flow of the picking is very Cowboys from Hell and that in in the intro of this song. Oh my god. And then it just drops into the thrash shit. It it's and then and then it and then all of a sudden the song just stops out of nowhere. <laughs> and he screams, It's my life and then it, it's really slow and heavier. Like, what the fuck are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. I never know what they do. It's funny because oh. like a lot of this. I'm, album, I'm all over the place. I get so excited about this song. A lot of this
0: album is very much of this time period. It mm-hmm. very, very much sounding like the 2000s era of of post hardcore, of Orange County hardcore, of even like like punk mixing with the hardcore scene. But like we forget, this is 2000. This is the year 2000. This is not 2003 or 2004 yeah. or 2005 when all these other punk bands were kind of like jumping on this bandwagon. even the pop punk bands were jumping on this bandwagon. This is this is early. This is it is fucking close to nineteen ninety nine, man. This could have been like a nineties record. Right? Like,
1: well, give and, it a couple some months. of their some of their biggest influences, you know, Metallica, Slayer, Refused was a huge, huge influence. Um at the drive in was big was big for them as well. There's one song um, here that for
0: sure sounds like at the drive in
1: yeah oh yeah you hear all these crazy fucking influences and then the local guys like death by stereo like we talked about you hear a ton of death by stereo here um but really metallica to me metallica and refused are the two bands i hear the most on this record and also illusion of safety um those are the two bands i mean the riffage the riffs are are straight up metallica that's what they are if i if i were to
0: pin down two bands that i hear the most here i hear metallica and Jimmy World Clarity.
1: Okay, that makes sense too. They love Clarity. so fucking much, dude. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Even even oh my god, even Riley after Thrice broke up, Riley became Zach's drum tech from Jimmy World.
0: Oh boy, baby boy, come yeah. on.
1: And and Riley's always said like Clarity was was a huge influence, and they would that was a record that they would listen to like on when they were driving overnight to the next city on tour. They would just listen to like clarity over and over again.
0: Dude, I mean, some of the bigger bangers we'll get into, but fuck, man, clarity for
1: sure. Mm-hmm. That's it. Then Dude, I haven't listened to clarity in so long. I got to get back into it. <laughs> because You need to,
0: because as soon as you put it on, it's like, yep, I'm home. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> coming home from a yeah. long road trip. Like, you, you put it on, you're like, yeah, I'm home. I instantly feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah this feels good. This feels uh, good. Man, I love I absolutely love Underpart. It just And also like kind of like the, the little pinch harmonics that they do in that in that build up or in the in the breakdown too. It's ah oh man. The, I just I I love it. It's so freaking good. So freaking It is good. it is freaking good. I I, just, I can't believe you put it at your 9B. Though. That's
0: Again, I will say like like starting at, at starting at mm, I think starting at Ultra Blue as like the beginning Revolution. point And then going to the end of the album Like my favorite is My my favorite half is the My, my favorite lyric half is the last part My favorite music half is the first part Like okay. I fucking okay. love this song Lyrically I think it's it's so fucking cool what he does here how he? Oh yeah, we'll get into it. I like this song. Into I, I, I like the song because it's essentially about Dustin being upset that his reputation precedes him. His looks are what he's judged on. His entire life, as he knows it, is a product of of like his experiences and how he's adjusted to them, good or bad. But people don't see that. People only see, you know, Thrice, a little punk band from Orange County. They're just a bunch of fucking kids that play loud, annoying music, and they look like a bunch of kids and their stupid haircuts and their tight pants and their small shirts. And I like that he brings up God here because he does bring up God. He literally says God, and he says he does, yeah. He, but he says it here not as like a preachy statement, but to further drive his point home that his life is shaped by God, but also by Dustin's experiences. So even like judging him as a religious person gets on his nerves because ultimately, yes, he believes in God, but it's his choice as to whether or not he follows that path of religiousness. If that's even a word, or <laughs> if he chooses to, to be plan, like his yeah. own person, like that's like, he just wants to be like his own person. And I think he does it yeah. in an amazing way. He wants way. to be an
2: individual.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's not, but it's not in like a whiny, like Avril Levine way, like, like trying to, to get noticed based on their individuality. When in essence, they're just like everybody else because yeah, thrice, yeah. because honestly thrice on like on the surface are like everybody else. But if you get into thrice, they're like nobody else. Yeah,
1: Nobody sounds like this band. <laughs>
0: At least, the especially first like records. lyrically, dude. Like, yeah, like people do sound like thrice. There are bits here and there that you can say, like, oh yeah, that just sounds like thrice. Like, well, that's that's not what thrice is about, though. And that's that's what Dustin's pissed off about. And that's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. I love that under par, dope ass song.
1: Now, the song lyrically, this is there are two songs on the record that that Dustin isn't isn't the sole writer of lyrically. Um, so on this one, it's it's their friend Ian Stiff co-wrote the lyrics with Dustin and actually fans have always talked about how this song isn't representative of Dustin and, and and the band because it's a little more, it's, it's a little more at face value. It's not as deep as, as other, as other thrice songs. And I get it. And, and, and I feel like there, I agree with your interpretation that it's about the scene viewing him and his own insecurities with that and wanting to be an individual but I also feel like it's it's also a deeper thing with like his own father, which some fans have said like that doesn't make any sense because Dustin's dad was so has been or was so supportive of the band, and like I was, like I was saying in the rankings episode, he gave he loaned them money so they could you know make a bunch of CDs of their of their EP. Like he's always been there, and he people like fans always called him Papa Kinsrew because he was at every single Thrice show that they played here. And he was so supportive of of Dustin and the band and up until he died. And so it's like the song doesn't make sense in the context of Dustin's life. So people have complained about that. But I feel like that's what a lot of the song is about. It's about being judged by your by your father and, you know, wanting to be something different, wanting to be not him. So that's what I that's what I gathered from it. Okay. But Anyway, that's my number one, my one B under par. Okay, so then, what is your uh, what's what's your two B on this record?
0: Uh, the opener, title track, Identity Crisis. Identity
1: Crisis. Identity okay, Crisis, what do you got on this? One? Uh, Identity Crisis.
0: What 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 B
1: is this for you? My number six. Right.
0: Number six. It's a little low. That's all right. Um, well, that's right. I, I overall, <laughs> I like when songs start like this. Like everyone's mm-hmm. got that again, that rhythm part of the guitar toggle down. And then they drop in and they hit up to the treble, and it just all fucking comes together, and it sounds amazing. When yeah. everything, when everything starts, it's just like those guitars just ringing out, right? Those single notes, just letting them play out a little bit. This I is love setting that the part. stage. It's it's fast because Riley's going crazy, but everybody else is kind of like taking a little bit slow. It's just simple stuff, dude. This is simple, accessible, Foo Fighters esque stuff. But they do it so well, and they do it a lot on this album. There's a lot of simple, kind of like mediocrity, but they hit that mediocrity level like at the fucking top, top end. They're like this like upper middle class here, not quite like high class, but like upper middle class. And they have like cleaner emo sounding vocals, the screamo shit. They have harms here. Like this song has everything. As a thesis statement for a band. For yeah. not just an album, but like a fucking band, dude. Like this album or this song has everything that they've ever done in it, and everything mm-hmm. they will do. There's
1: ambient noise in here sometimes. No, you're right. And so, what, what you, we were kind of, I guess, alluded to earlier in the episode. The part about this song that I love so much is actually not what I thought you loved so much, because you're talking about you know hitting the toggle switch, whatever, and then everybody drops in. To me, it's that it's that bass line in that bass slide. Oh. You know, doom. The, dude, you just, gotta
0: love the fucking toggle
1: switch, man. I, like, I do like it. It sounds like someone's playing like
0: behind like a door, right? And then you open the door it does, and yeah. it's like,
1: fuck it, yeah, let's go. And then it just drops let's into go. it. But, you, but but you got that bass that you got, doom and then it drops in. You gotta get that 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 it's, the bass is key. The that bass cri- is absolute, absolutely fucking key in that.
0: That Chris Delia bass slide, dude. Barrel. <laughs> oh my god.
1: It's good. Not a lot to talk about him. He's canceled. Uh, Jesus. He's still canceled? Eh, he, you know, Chris it, it's crazy. He he was canceled, but then, like, not even a year later, he's back to playing, like, big-ass venues and shit like that. And I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it's cancel culture. But Well, be-
0: besides the wool that Will does and some things on, on uh, Dudesy, the, the, the barrel line is, is
1: one of the funniest <laughs> oh, things I've ever heard funny. in the podcast. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It would piss off Callan and and especially Callan. It would piss him off so bad. <laughs> but it's so like it's a perfect like representation of what it sounds like. <laughs> Bam. Bam. it's annoying. It's annoying. But yeah. anyway, back to uh, Identity Crisis. Um, and and that riff too. That main guitar riff is so Metallica. Like you can't get more For Metallica. Sure. Than Absolutely. That. <laughs> even even like the the tempo of it. Is is Metallica because Metallica's never been like a super thrashy band. Like you got to give that to like Slayer or Megadeth. Maybe oh not Anthrax because they suck. But really Megadeth and Slayer for the speed. But Metallica had the the catchier riffs. So this is like this is straight Metallica right here. Catchy as hell. catchy as hell. I I just it's it's awesome. And then you, yeah like you said you drop into the verse. The notes kind of ring out. Some good chugging leading going out of that. And then it drops right back into the into the Metallica riff, some solid fucking screaming and then great harmonizing too. Vocally, some great 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 harmonies there. Um and then some guitar noodling, the build up is really good and then it drops into some like amazing <laughs> yelling parts. The song, it's it's it, this is like one of the few songs on the record that is structured almost normally where it doesn't jump as much as as everything after it does. So
0: it has it all. Like it has everything that we're going to hear on the album, all mushed mm. into one song. Like it's super quick, it's super fast, but like you hear everything that we will hear later on. Uh, songs will like extrapolate on some of these noises and, and themes. But this has every
1: single thing <laughs> that you'll hear here. I do. I do remember. I do have this memory where, um, because f old girlfriend of the pod, Jessica, who I'm still friends with, we were when we were dating in high school. Um she was really into Thrice as well and we we put the CD on and we were in her dad's truck and we put the CD on and Identity Crisis obviously opens up the this the the album and her mom's like what is this this sounds like shit it doesn't even sound good it's just bad and then you hear the boom <laughs> and then it drops in cuz they had turned it up really loud because they thought that's what it oh, that was the volume looked because it was so loud when it came when it actually came in it dropped super hard and you knew it, it was, was like, going to happen, right? Like I, oh, you fucking yeah, knew, we both you knew it was going You happen. said nothing. Yeah. We said nothing. Neither of us said anything, and her mom was like, what the fuck is that? This just sounds terrible. Oh. And then it dropped. It was, it was really good. It's that, like a... Yeah, inst,
0: that's a in, instant solid memory right there, like instantly like yeah. in the bank. Like, that will never go away.
1: Awesome. Never. It fucking was so awesome. funny. But um, anyway, um, lyrically, what, what do you have on this one?
0: Uh identity crisis theme or the the name of the album the theme right some type of internal decision some struggle There's also like allusions. I was reading to the story of like abraham And him mm-hmm. trying to sacrifice his son Um the, the I put my trust in you thing alluding to abraham trusting That god's asking him to to kill his son that has to have meaning in some some sort Eh, I don't know about that maybe but I think it's awesome. just
1: overall just about like internal struggle. But also Dustin, is he's very well read within the, with, you know, very well read with the Bible. So it's like when it going into this, especially after doing artists and, and knowing about him and the band for so long, I went into this with a very religious perspective. So literally everything I have written down lyrically about this record is only religious based
0: the only reason why I don't think it's like about the Abraham thing is because I read fr- from what like texts you get it from, I guess, obviously truths are, are subjective in itself from who was telling it. And like the Abraham mm-hmm. thing, what I read, what I've read and what I know about the story is Abraham knew that God would never let him sacrifice his son or other texts I've read or heard people read to me. Cause I don't fucking read. Um, say that Abraham... You don't know how to read. uh, For fucking idiots. um, Abraham (laughs) knew that if he killed his son, then God would resurrect him because of a previous thing that God had done. So like even just those two things, like Abraham knew that God wouldn't let him sacrifice his son or Abraham knew that God would let him sacrifice his son but would resurrect his son. And that's like the whole binding of Isaac and... Mm-hmm. actually it's a really fucking fantastic video game that i play still to this day called the Binding of I Isaac. Know. it's amazing I, I see you playing it all the time on, oh, it's so on PlayStation. Good.
1: Well, our whole family play fucking plays it. it's amazing it's so awesome <laughs> so let, let, let's go back a little bit to what you said you said reading is for idiots yeah it's stupid and that is so fucking stupid and so fucking funny, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so
0: funny. <laughs> i've actually been reading so much more too like cause I, I i yeah it's silly <laughs> I do enjoy it, idiot. but I only enjoy it because, like, oh yeah. So I, I finished my X Files idiot. book. Yeah. I've, I finished my ex Files book, and now yeah. I'm on to like a hip hop book that I bought. So I've been reading that, just kind of like going through it, and I like it because I have my coffee in the morning. And but the kids are out of school, dude. So like, I just get bothered so much. I have no, I have no quiet time here. There's no quiet time. There's no point where I can just like go and and have an hour where nobody bothers me. It's just not going to happen, except yeah. when the kids are at school in the morning. But then it's summer, so I, I can't really do it. But I, I do, I do really enjoy going outside on my patio or on the porch. The patio's the back. The patio, just looking out at like the fucking palm trees and whatever I got back there, and just reading a book. And I only do it for like thirty, forty-five minutes—not that long. Finish my Damn. coffee and start my day. I enjoy. You have it. changed. You I have enjoy.
1: Changed. It. Holy. fuck. I enjoy it. You are. You're in a. You're finally an adult. That's an. You know.
0: Well, Adult, That's what dude. adults
1: do. That's what adults do, dude. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but not during summer, dude. Summer there's 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 literally fucking it's, no rules here.
1: Well, also it's so fucking hot. You're not gonna go even at eight o'clock in the morning. It's already a hundred degrees out. So there's yeah, that. Too. Kids are up till two in the morning. Some kids are up at like five in the morning. It's just like fuck this place. It's bedlam. It's bedlam. Move out. And then when I when then when I go out there or you know any of her friends go out there, then it gets even crazier. Loud music. Well, you guys don't even know. You don't even know
0: that. Like before you even come out here, I threatened. I threatened everybody. I said, "Do not fucking open that goddamn door." (laughs) <laughs> right, if you're in the office because there's no lock. If you're in the, uh, the
1: the guest room, oh, oh, like when I'm when I'm sleeping, like sleeping and shit. Yeah, because like I okay, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: want to be a good host. I, I tell people, yeah, like, don't you it. fucking touch that goddamn door. If I hear that you open that fucking door, I will kill it. you. You're done. You're done. I'm gonna take every fucking thing in your room. You're done. Do not touch that fucking door. Do not bother him. If he wakes up before me, you're done.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because well, if
0: because if you get bothered, no one's going to visit. <laughs>
1: that, that's true. That's a good point. That, that is a good. Remember the water incident? How pissed I was at the water incident. What was the water incident? It was well. I think Mike and Ryan coaxed them to do it, but I was I was. It was like fucking three thirty in the morning. I went to bed, and for whatever reason, Nick and Kaylee were still up, and Mike and Ryan convinced them to pour water on me. You remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was when they were they is, were Mike and Ryan were sleeping in the bedroom and then I was sleeping in the office percent a Mike and Ryan thing. Yeah. I was so mad. Because <laughs> I'm, so scared.
0: Mad. I'm scared I'm if, scared if if people if people aren't comfortable sleeping here they're not going to visit. Mm-hmm. And then what, what am I going to do? I'd be fucking bored all the time. <laughs> Start That's my you moved out there, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. What do you, what do you got? I did not even crisis. We're, we're done so or we're, what? We're totally off topic here. Um, okay. So l- lyrically he's questioning his faith. He feels the darkness, you know, within him. He's saying he's now ready to put everything in God's hands and, you know, let Jesus take the wheel, you know, as, uh, the song goes. But, um, yeah, that's what I got lyrically on this one and musically as well. So okay, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, I guess your three B because we already talked about torch and, Torch is my my two B. So what's your three B? Phoenix Ignition. That's my three B too. Let's get into it. Oh my God, it's so you know good. What do you got?
0: I, I I will say like like the beginning part, dude. That's just bush league. It's
1: it is, but it's so good. It's
0: fucking dumb. And if it wasn't for that first part, this would be on one B. Because this song is better than that. I like the first part because it's it's cute and it's a little nostalgic because of this era of music people were doing at the time. But like it's, it's stupid. It's stupid, right? <laughs> Come on, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like how do you, how do you put that before? Like I don't know, whatever. It's so anyway. But I
1: I love it. I, I I think the the acoustic part is perfect because people are expecting one thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, they let he lets that last note ring out, and then you you hear that little bit of them turning the the, the volume knob up on their guitar, so you hear Eat that, that one, little bit that of feedback. One. There's one hit, and then, right? Everything boom. hits once, yeah. and it just goes into this fast fucking, you know, punk like hardcore punk song. It's not a thrash song. It's like a punk hardcore punk song, and you know, and then it, and then at that point, Dustin is just screaming what he sang in that that acoustic part, like and you like and word for word, it's the same thing. Like you get that that little that little scale going in there. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my <laughs> god. It's fucking incredible. I love that. It's a great melody.
0: Like, like it's a great fucking melody. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Ah, uh, some great drum frills, frills. Great drum, drums, drum fills from Riley on this one too. Um, gang vocals, fucking incredible on this one. Dustin nails it with his screaming, especially with that that first verse. And then, I mean, I, I the the breakdown is its own Dude. thing, which is just absolutely incredible.
0: It's right. This exactly like they do these breakdowns so well because they keep them keep it simple stupid right then high school the Mm -hmm. whole kiss thing it's extremely simple here I like how Dustin I think it's Dustin because you hear the dual guitar things there I like how he I, I think it's him because it's less technical but I like how he is doing those ascending palm mutes. While like Tepe dances oh, around yeah. like the root note for each. So, like you think
1: dun 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 dun. But then Tepe's like and then Right and then, then Riley's doing that 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 like kind of jazzy thing on the drums. Yeah,
0: dude, like that come on. Dude. That's, that's fucking sick. That's one of the best like instrumental parts of the album. Like this is everybody yeah. working together for a common goal to get someplace. <laughs> and all the while they're trying to like figure out how do we get there to be more uh i don't know to be more interesting to to be the best we could possibly be
1: yeah and then and then after that busy jazzy kind of thing that they do then it's straight just it's metal. kind of like they stop and straight then straight fucking metal boom just those 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 drum hits the tom hits boom boom dum, 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 dum. it's just like this amazing chugging and then and then fucking dustin wails <laughs> I love I love yelling along too. But he says no regrets, just rebirth. Move forward, yeah, and then I never know what he not. says the, the last part. But and then dun dun, 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 dun and then turns into this like fucking Pantera kind of. It's riff, straight dude.
0: fucking metal, dude. Like it's ah, dude, It's so it's sick. Stupid. It's straight it's fucking, fucking metal. Sick. Again, like we talked about with Rancid, right? With their last album, wearing their their influence on their sleeve. That is what they're mm-hmm. doing here.
1: At nineteen, I know wearing it's their influence on their
0: sleeve. That's what I want to hear.
1: Like you know when, when when we look at the the Orange County hardcore scene of this time, early late nineties early two thousands, you know these, these those hardcore bands were a dime a dozen because it was always like let's just have these heavy ass breakdowns, let's do the pinch harmonics, let's you know it's just, it was it was a lot of the same, it was very formulaic. It was fun, it was good to an extent, but thrice they had those elements but they were they were momentary like they were they they didn't base a whole song around it but they were able to add you know all the different genres the different moments and everything like that and they did it so perfectly they knew when to make it heavy to make it the most effective and they they killed it on this song because that breakdown at the end is fucking amazing stupid there's no business being that fucking good no no, especially not at after all.
0: That, especially after that intro It has no fucking business, yeah. being that good.
1: And I do love that they still play this song. This is the only song that they play off of uh, Identity Crisis. Still. Does he still
0: play with the acoustic intro?
1: They don't do with the, they just do like a clean guitar, and Dustin will sing along with the clean, the yeah. clean channel, and then it'll drop. And it's I mean, because Dustin doesn't scream the same way. It's like a more not guttural, but it's like a, just a deeper, raspier scream that he has now. But he still screams. It's it's a little bit more melodic now, but he's, he still screams it.
0: Honestly, like I've I've always thought like like a dated Remember does this sound very well, like like the the clean kind of vocals and then getting into the really overly aggressive kind of like hardcore metalcore vocal thing. Um, and I've always thought like like ever since we did the thrice record, the identity crisis, the first time, it always mm-hmm. dawned on me like, damn, dude, like a dated to remember took so much from this exact fucking song. From this exact structure. Their entire career, dude, is like based off of Phoenix Ignition. <laughs> like every fucking I'm telling you, everything so dude, is based off well, of this one song.
1: And what I've what I read, I read somewhere that a lot of people say that um early thrice or a lot of what the movie life did and a lot of what a data remember did took from Early Thrice. For I sure, mean, you, movie you're, life you're too. Like, like,
2: yeah.
0: Movie life and like everything that, that 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 he's done, it's it's very It's very stop and go. But god damn dude, the way he screams, tell me that's not Dustin
1: in the early days. Yeah, no, I agree. Fuck, I me, agree, dude.
0: I am the Avalanche. Tell me that's not the way Dustin screams.
1: But he doesn't really scream, and I am the Avalanche. Like
2: fucking leave!
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Like every from, okay, maybe a little bit. Yeah,
0: like he screams. D- Dustin has more aggression. Like
1: Oh, it's good, man. It's really good. Love this shit. So do we have anything else on Phoenix? Or what what do you what do you have lyrically on this one?
0: This one I have like the least about, dude. I thought this was about just rising above some type of hurdle. Dude, the most generic like fucking lyrics you could possibly write. Phoenix. Anything about the the word Phoenix and even watching X-Men, like my least favorite aspects of the X-Men cartoons <laughs> is be- the Phoenix saga. Like oh, yeah. oh. Phoenix. Oh yes. Well, right. My, my dog's name is Phoenix too. Go figure. and she's such a lady though. She's my favorite dog. I'll fucking die
1: for that dog. Fuck uh, everybody else. I
0: will li- I will uh, literally watch my children burn while I save that dog. I swear to God.
1: Save Phoenix. Swear to God. She is a lady.
0: I would I like say Connor a I would, lot though too I would say I like that a dog lot. over anybody in this house. <laughs> everybody else would burn to death. Don't even care. Dgaf. But yeah, I, I just thought this was like uh, literally just about your generic Phoenix rising from the ashes, rising above, rise above, come on, rise above.
2: That's,
0: That's a
1: good song too. I so I I thought this was like you know hitting rock bottom and then just building yourself up from there, rising up from the ashes from oh, rock so bottom. Dumb. Which which is kind of lame because it's like knowing it the lame. history of this band. They're 19, 18. He's 18, 19 years old. He. Doesn't drink, do drugs, none of that stuff. From our area, like, come yeah, on, from bro. our like, area, how from about, Irvine, how
2: fucking
0: possible, How hard could <laughs> no, you possibly it? Wait.
1: <laughs> wait, not okay. So from our area, not not just Orange County, but Irvine. So uh, anybody getting very regional here, dude. Um, Irvine is like the cleanest. Well, maybe not. Uh, it's the it's cleanest, a, it's a safest fake community. It's a it's fake a fig, community. Yeah. Like exactly, like
0: it was it was built by corporations. Be like, hey, let's like put our home base in a city that's unincorporated for now. Let's pay as little taxes as possible. Let's charge a fuck ton in rent. And let's like gentrify this entire fucking 100 square mile radius and only invite people that have a fuck ton of money. And, and that's roughly. Irvine
1: Company, dude. And that's Irvine, dude. That's the Irvine Company, dude. The Irvine Company, they, dude. When you read more about the Irvine Company and that, they're the worst. that entire, they're the it's, fucking it's, worst. They are the fucking worst. They are the fucking worst. And how it's they got, How they got away with
0: yeah. it? Like, how, how is it even possible?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I have no. Fucking Why did clue. nobody say no anything? Clue. Yep. 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 Anyway, regional podcast here. um Let's move on from Phoenix Ignition. Did You clap? Your... You clap? Did you clap? I did clap. I did. clap. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me again, Gene. Oh um, man. I'm gonna go grab a beer real quick. Yeah. Do you want me to do, you want me to do something? I mean, you could stay here. I just keep the tape rolling. I'll,
0: I'll, okay, I'll say stuff.
1: lately well, because I I don't have to like go outside and get the fridge and shit.
0: So I'll be right back. Do you? Does he normally have to go outside and get the fridge and shit? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I normally I know oh, I normally don't. He's still don't here. Oh wow, he's still here. He could have been getting the beer at this <laughs> because, point, but he's still I, here I, I, arguing I make about why he doesn't have to go. I want to make a point anymore, because as if anybody fucking cares.
1: Because I want to tell you because
0: you're, it's annoying. You killed the keg. I know you killed the keg. That's why you don't have to go outside, right?
1: Well, no, no. I have to go out to the refrigerator and, and grab something. But when I was potting at home, I had like a little cool, not a cooler, but like a little a little lunch cool. pail thing. That's where I put the beer. I don't have that right now. So I got to go to the kitchen. So I'll be right back. You're still here. That's fine, though. Okay, that's fine. Be right back. Okay. Well, again, instead of just going and
0: getting the beer like a normal person, bringing it back in 20 seconds, he decided to wait until I was done talking, argue with me, and then go get the beer, which costs us 45 seconds of our time, your time. I apologize for it. Um, Yeah, I don't know literally just fucking biding time here that was, that was also my 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 english accent dude I, it's so bad i don't know why it's so bad i don't understand how tom holland how how he can go from fucking so i didn't oh my god dude like i just watched the spider-man movies again because they're, they're really good i love spider-man but i just don't understand how he can deceive me so well and then i watched like the 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 Interviews and stuff afterwards And he, he I don't know he doesn't sound English or like American English and he sounds like English English where he's from And I I feel I feel deceived and it, I, I don't know man I feel I feel lied to I I, I do it's weird I'm like my, Like my radar's off or something I don't know I don't know Like what if we're all robots except for, Like what if everybody else is a robot except for me but I know, probably not. I can't even fucking detect that Spider Man's not American. He's from—he's a kid from fucking Brooklyn. He's not from Brooklyn. He's from—I don't know—Wales. Where are the dude, fuck they're from fucking, over there, dude? I don't
1: know. I fucking—I walk away. I just hear you ranting, and I come back in. You're just fucking ranting. And then the last—the last thing I hear you say right now is Wales.
0: And Wales—he's from Wales. I don't know where the fuck he's from. I don't even know what you're talking about. Good luck with that one. Only, only the true yeds listening this far will appreciate that rant, <laughs> okay. especially in America, because like we've all been maybe duped I'll for just sure. keeping it. We all got know. we all we
1: all got duped, dude. Like, uh, I, I'm still blown I'm, away. I'm I'm interested in what you actually were saying because I have no idea what you were saying. Anyway, let 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 let's, let's get back into thrice. Um, so Phoenix Ignition was my number three. You already said your number three. Yeah, yeah I do that was that yeah. was my three. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, what is your, what's mm-hmm. your four? Four B.
0: Ultra Blue, dude. Ultra Blue,
1: dude. Four revolution, B. Revolution, 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 Ultra Blue. So good. It's my seven B. So, what yeah. do you got? Ultra blue, my four B. I love, I
0: love those little noodle things that's going on there. Um, but, like, damn, how this song drops into the chorus is one of my favorite parts of the album because they do choruses well. They're, they're catchy, especially in this area, like, you know, the first album you never expect like choruses to be that catchy. Yeah. But the way this drops in the chorus, dude, it's just like okay, this verse is fine, it's fine, it's fine. Like I don't know if I like this song. Like, oh wow, that's a ooh, that's a catchy chorus. And it's like instantaneous <laughs> yes. Happens so sudden. And this is like structurally, this is very damn similar to Clarity. To think that like Jimmy World and Clarity didn't have a stake in this game is silly. Because the way the song builds to the faster parts and like the harms, it's fucking Jimmy World, man. This is Jimmy it is. World right here.
1: It, it 100% is. Uh, I mean, yeah, that chorus is is definitely one of the, the catchier parts of this of this whole record. I mean, outside of like the, the acoustic intro of Phoenix Ignition. But yeah, the chor- the to Try to see it through by a different... <laughs> it's just like... It's so anthemic and it's very like you said, it is very, very sounds so much like
0: Jimmy Earl, dude.
1: It it really does. I didn't I didn't make that make that connection until you said it, but Right. Like Yeah. Oh god damn. And we'll all learn to see the world as new. It's just and then it drops into the part. Like
0: to try to see (laughs) the oh yeah,
1: we'll try
0: to see (laughs) it through. Right, they're, they're they're trying to like oh harmonize God. with each other. They're yes. not like they're not quite as good at it as Jimmy and Roll are, but they're still inspired trying. by it, trying to do it. And it's dude, it's it's endearing <laughs> and fucking fantastic.
1: And that that lead guitar line too, you know, it starts out the whole song, and then it's also the transition into like you know between the chorus and verses too. It's so it's so simple. It's so simple. There's nothing there's nothing complicated about the song. It's definitely the most pop pop rock pop punky. On the entire record. Oh, yes, man. For sure. And I, also, I, this is an also. song. I love the deco
0: sounding screams at the end. <laughs> the revolution, revolution.
1: The, when he's screaming that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me of Brendan Camillo. <laughs> Why? Like, I don't know. Just the way he was doing it. It was very like, like, it's a blue,
2: revolution. Uh, <laughs> like,
0: mustard like, like Mustard Man. Like Mustard Man. Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. It made me giggle. I liked it.
1: Oh man. Um It's good. It's good. It's good. It's we see the world as blue. Dude, oh, that. Fucking, man, I love come that. On, drop. That chorus. That chorus that is, drop fucking, is so good. That chorus is Jimmy World Clarity. It is. No, it really is. I, I I completely agree with you now. There's some good there's also some good back and forth playing on this on this song, much like you hear on Clarity. I mean you also hear it on Bleed American, but Clarity you hear that that kind of Maybe it's not back and forth. It's more just like that interplay between Jim and... Um, was it Tom? What the fuck is the guitar player's name? Tom? Yeah, I think it's Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom Lind? Tom Lind? Well, there's no, Zach and there's Zach, Tom. Zach Lind. Zach, Zach Lind and Tom the drummer. Linton. Yeah, Tom Linton is the guitarist. Yeah. Stupid, dumb names. Makes so no basic. Sense. Jim Adkins, so basic. Oh, and your um, boy Trombino, that you love so much. Well, Mike Trombino was a producer, not a member... Um, well, he wrote half the song. That's fine. No, he wasn't the. No, he wasn't a co-songwriter on that, was he? Dude, he played like half the instruments on that song. No, probably not. Really. What? No, he <laughs> didn't. <laughs> not, see, you're just making things up. You're I just making, making things up. up.
0: No, no, he did play. I, I guarantee he played a lot. Okay, of the I'm looking movie. it up right
1: now. What probably happen.
0: I will say, I will say, he probably played say. a lot of like synth things or anything related to synth stuff. So, either synth, fucking moogs are fucking moves. like like <laughs> bullshit like like strings i bet you
1: he did okay so mark he credited it as programming on three songs really he did i don't know rebirth oh oh, that's another synth thing on track five the far lisa which i don't know what that is on track yeah so okay you're right he did a lot he d- he did a lot with the programming and synth stuff what on the, the record. fuck
0: is a far lisa
1: I don't know what the fuck a far there's no there's not even like a a thing on um on wiki about it a link. Damn. What's a, link. That's a yeah, so I, what the <laughs> fuck is a Farlisa? I gotta look I it up now. What know. the fuck is a Farlisa? Oh, God, that's like a bootleg like,
0: like thing. Maybe you made it up.
1: Oh, it's like an accordion, a it Farlisa. looks like. Uh, or no, I don't know what it is. There's nothing about this. I don't know what this is. I think somebody just put it on Wikipedia because there's nothing Yeah, there's no such thing as a Farlisa. Well you played it so. He played it on one song apparently. <laughs> anyway, Love the far. Was that farfisa?
0: Dude, the Lisa on that one song. Oh, it's oh, farfisa,
1: farfisa. Oh, Maybe farfisa. Some, farfisa. Yeah, yeah. It's now I know what you're talking about. For sure, it's an organ. Yeah, it's an that's organ. That's what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> annoying.
0: Farfisa is, dude. What the fuck of that, that is? It's annoying because like like the the or- the organ. Which I assume is not like a pipe organ. It's probably like a flat organ. Like it was an keyboard, electronic essentially, it, it was an right? electronic one. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, there's, there's like a hundred different variants of that same fucking instrument. It's a piano with a little speaker attached to it that maybe has like a little bit of different than a toggle switch on left or right for pitch or tone or whatever. But like, they're all yeah. the same fucking instrument, right? Really? Yeah, they Why are. Why are there so yeah. many?
1: I don't know. I do not know. Stupid. I can't tell you.
0: Stupid. Everything is stupid.
1: <laughs> Man, I love Clarity so much It's so good, it's so I, good. I,
0: I loved this album, Thrice Identity Crisis, more this week Because of how much Clarity I picked
1: up And this is the first track Track five I, There's two other tracks that are very, very Clarity So, so okay, so then what, what else do you, do you have anything else musically on this? Or do you just want to touch upon the lyrics and then move on? What do you? Think? We could do lyrics I
0: don't want that much lyrics for this one Because again, oh, the first half I don't care about that much
1: Real quick too This song Or this This album in general There's a lot of pick slides A lot of pick oh, pic yeah. slides Oh yeah They and love that shit This <laughs> In this song During the bridge You hear the pick slides From both sides From the stereo mix So, so you hear Tepe on one And then he'll He'll start the pick slide And then Dustin will come in After him on that See ya, On beer, another pick slide beer. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so And then dumb. they start to duel And then they start to duel each other It's so cool though It's so yeah. cool You know it's fucking rad It's nice. No, it's fun. It's fun. It's great. So, what do you got later you on this one?
0: Um, this was about. I thought this was about being honest and like the the pursuit of truth. I guess as he sees it, right. Ultra blue makes you think of of the color blue, being associated with honesty. So, ultra honest, ultra mega. Okay, right. Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's specifically Hello. about religion, though. Like, I mean, he drops he name drops God in his Jewish form. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was. I don't know. I didn't know that until I was like, what the fuck is that word, dude? So then I had to look it up, and that was
1: kind of fun. <laughs> for like a
2: okay. minute.
0: For a I, minute, yeah. Have you, I, like, like, did you know that was like a Jewish word for God? Adonai? I did know that.
1: I did know that. And the only reason I know that is because Head from Corn on his first solo record, there was a song called Adonai from like, was oh seven 07 or 06 when that record came out? And I didn't know what it was, so I looked it up back then. So, yes, I, I knew of it you, because of that. No,
0: you guys on. went to the same Hebrew school. That's super dope. <laughs> we that's did. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: All three of us did, yeah. Me, Head, and Dustin Kinzru. Yep, sure. And Jesus. That makes sense, dude. Well, yeah, and Jesus. Jesus Christo. Oh. Um, so, lyrically, I mean, I I kind of get the same thing. I think it's more of a religious thing, more of a religious undertone. I think ultra blue means, like, heaven. You know, it's that's the the brightest like blue you associate with sky or the sky you associate with blue whatever and sky is the sky is where heaven is and the ultra the ultimate part of you know you know what i'm trying to say here yeah
0: ultra know. mega okay
1: ultra mega okay okay chris cornell over here um anyway let's move on let's move on let's do it what do you uh that was your 4b then right That was my 4b we only got like five songs to go i know and TNC is my four. Okay. So would it, this better not be low. You're just so dumb if it is.
0: It was just. Uh, I was getting. It, it was just, getting late. <laughs> it was getting late. TNC is my eight.
1: Oh my god. You're but insane. Like,
0: I have so many notes for this one. I think I have. Hold on. all on there, dude. Let me Oops. just let me look real quick. K, F, K, F, I. Yeah. So I have the most notes. For for TNC, except for un,
1: question answers, which I don't know why you have so much for that one. It makes
2: because that, sense.
0: that was the one that I realized the the rhyming scheme that was like a the cool thing that I looked up, right? The A A B C C B, right? Remember we talked about yeah, that? No, not I not even yeah, twenty know, minutes I know, ago. I know. I know. Fucking already forgot. Twenty minutes and fall down. I didn't forget or or what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I have the most notes for for that and TNC, <laughs> TNC. Tits and oh, class, man. baby,
1: tits and class. So TNC, this one is uh, I. I actually did not know this until this week, but the the title is based off of a video game on the NES, the on the original Nintendo, called TNC Surf Designs, and the the song that plays when you when you boot the game up, it's a, it's this particular riff, and it's like they they pretty much. Lifted that song, that riff yeah, 100%. into this song. I never fucking knew that, but it is so sick. It's so fucking cool. I mean, I didn't um, know until
0: this week either. I just i never
1: really paid attention to it. Didn't play it NES really either. But but just like what an obscure game. Never even heard of it. TNC surf, Surfing Designs. What does that even mean? Like it doesn't even explain what the game is.
0: Well, it was it was Town and Country Surf Designs. But still, and, what does that
1: what what?
0: I don't know if you look at like the cover art for for it. It's uh, it's very like, I don't know. It's very like co- like like colorful. It's very Hawaiian looking. There's like a tiki mask on some guy. There's a monkey that looks like Donkey Kong kind of. And it was 1988, and these guys were like already kind of in their formative years when the yeah, NES true, came up.
1: True, but still, it's such a obscure game. Um. But yeah, no. So 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 they lifted they lifted the the riff from that from that game. Uh, so so that's kind of that's what the, that's how the song starts, and then it drops into this verse where they're another thing where they're kind of letting the notes ring out, um, and then it's just like this back and forth, you know, back and forth between the guitar playing and between the two guitar players. Dustin has his little bitch scream that, Whoa! you know, very kind of Power Rangers kind of esque or Dragon Ball Z esque. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And even the original song that was on First Impressions, even Thrice fell into that whole OC hardcore thing where they would put, like, a clip from a movie or TV show before the song. So on First Impressions, before TNC, it was a clip from Dragon Ball Z uh, with Vegeta talking about, you know, the power level or, you know, his power level being above 10,000 or something like that. And then it (laughs) dropped into that riff. Typical OC hardcore but they Dude, they obviously fucking, didn't do it for this record
0: just as a quick side tangent, which might not be quick, but it is insane how popular Dragon Ball Z was because I've never been into like like Japanese anime manga as as I guess it's called instead of manga. I've just never been into it, but God damn did I watch Dragon Ball Z.
1: Dude, it's incredible. Dragon Ball Z is like the gateway how? drug. Like how Dragon the fuck? Ball Z and Pokemon were the gateway drugs into anime. That's
0: true. Pokemon. Like Pokemon's like got to be the biggest of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dra- was, yeah. Like Dragon Ball Z I got into before I got in, really got into Pokemon for sure.
1: Well, because it came out way before too.
0: And it's just like, why did I get into Dragon Ball Z, dude? Because it's so
1: good. <laughs> like I didn't watch any of that kind of shit. <laughs> but it's so goddamn good. Goddamn, it was good. I still, you know, I have all the DVDs. Oh. the the, the entire Dragon Ball Z series. I have all the DVDs, and what's cool about it is that it's the original, it's the original versions of them, so they're not edited. Because the stuff that you that you can get ne- that that you get now on DVD or that you download online, they're all edited, for certain what? for like bl- too much blood or certain obscenities and stuff like that. How much blood is in there? There used to be a lot, a lot more than what there is now. I mean, it's not a yeah. ton, but there was still was a lot more. And to be a children's show, or essentially a children's show, they ended up like all the stuff that you see now is is very edited. Damn. So but the DVDs I have, they're they're fucking long too. Like each season is like five discs. And there's <laughs> n- nine seasons or ten seasons? Something uh, nine seasons, I think. What a fucking show. It's it's like yeah, a I fucking, fucking really
0: dope like soap opera. Like it's like an aggressive yes. Street yeah. Fighter S soap opera.
1: That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Good stuffs.
2: Love Daniel Z. Right.
0: Anyway, TNC, dude, solid closer, perfect closer, in the way the like closer, in the way I, I don't I don't <laughs> like disagree. Uh, it is predictable, so that uh, I get it. But in the way like like openers become like a thesis statement for the album. Like you also have to get it. You also have to you. Are, well, five beers deep, dude. You also have to have a good closing (laughs) argument, right? Like a good closing statement. Mm -hmm. Like any good lawyer needs to have that like one-two punch. And that's why I think this boom, boom, done. And like TNC does that. Like TNC sums up this album in every possible way. The first minute, right? It's just, it's just instrumental. There's no fucking even like vocals until after the first minute. And I love those little short notes. I was like, "That's very like seeking a story, kind of like early like Kill 'Em All, Metallica sounding." That's true. Yeah, it's cute. Dude, the O.C. hardcore, like they, dude, we just love to shout choruses in this era. <laughs> no, like yeah, let's yeah. just shout fucking choruses. That is O.C. hardcore Live, to a T. Love, burn. <laughs> Die that's, that's, that's all we want to do In the OC hardcore scene It's just shout choruses Yeah It's I love so the, fun I love the dueling guitar solos Because Yeah It's oh, not it's so fancy sick. It's just some kids Like trying to have some fun And do something they like to do Like those sweeps Dude those sweeps are not clean They're fucking slow I love it and Like the palm mutes Could be a lot tighter But god damn Did they do what they wanted to fucking do Yeah That's it But
1: like, that this did- is
0: the dueling is the
1: guitars, the, or the heart the the two guitars at at during that during that that bridge before you get to the outro, when they're they're going back and where they're go where they're playing the same notes, it's very much uh, Master of Puppets. That's exactly what what James and Kirk do, you know, during the bridge of Master of Puppets. So I think yes. it's like kind of like an homage to that song and the band Metallica in general. Except you can and, hear
0: these guys struggling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's just it's, it's like it's, it's like hearing cute. two Kirk Hammets instead of it's, Kirk and James.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's true. what it's like. It's,
0: it's cute. It's cute. Um, it, is, but then, it is. It is a perfect closure for this album. I, dude, I fucking totally agree.
1: Um, it's just it's a little predictable. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Man, and the way the way Dustin sings those verses too. In my head, everything was perfect. Dude, it's it's kind of like snotty, but. Ah, I'd love it, and then just I want to get back into the chorus with the gang vocals. And every time I play with passion, like it's just they 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 start a lot of they start a lot of the lines in the chorus with the gang vocals, and then Dustin will sing after it, and it's just it's this perfect interplay between between the gang vocals and Dustin. And then I, I just want to talk about that again because it's incredible, it's fucking incredible. And then and then you get that the dueling guitars, like we said. We get that kind of arpeggio thing that Tepe does, and then it kind of builds, 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 and then all of a sudden you get that outro, and it's just Dustin screaming for like, I don't know, for a while Dude, he's just you get screaming like forty seconds, yeah, just... yeah. So when they would play this live, um, it's like seriously. So the the last time the last time they said that they were ever going to play this song live was in two thousand four. It was the fall of two thousand four at Chain Reaction. Annie and I were there, and. They said this is the last time we're ever gonna play TNC. We're we're sick of this song. We don't like this song. Get out of here. So this here. will be the last time we're ever gonna play it. And um and this is this is after artists had come out. So they were they were actually recording Visu at the time, and they weren't touring. It was just like a one off show at Chain Reaction. So this is the last time we're gonna do it. And then they didn't play it again until 2012, um on when they broke up. They did it like the last time because they played two shows at the Observatory, which Kevin and I went to. And and Annie went to that one as well. And they did play TNC again as like the closeout. And every time they would play this song, Dustin, during that outro, he would take off his guitar and like give it to his tech or whatever, or put it down. And then he would jump into the crowd with a microphone and just hang out in the crowd and just scream that part. And while Tepe was just playing that that rhythm guitar and everybody was just kind of doing their thing, Dustin would be in the crowd, letting other people sing. He would scream. They would scream. It was really, it Damn. was such a cool immersive thing. Especially with this song, it's just, man, it's it's the ultimate closer. At a at a, one of their shows on this album, it's just it's perfect. The way his crowd in, his crowd interaction was amazing because he never did it. So when he finally does do it with this song, it makes it extra special. I, I it's it's fucking incredible. This song is amazing. The perfect closer, absolutely the perfect closer. <laughs> it's a good closer. It's a good. Closer. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a good closer. And then the last line is "Let our passion bleed," and then he just kind of he kind of lets that that note kind of sit. I and love then that last the guitar thing so out. much. Yeah, it's fucking good, dude. And that, but that that is so OC hardcore too. Let our passion bleed. Yeah, using the word bleed. Come on, bleed
0: dude. as uh. blood runs black. Right, like just, <laughs> just the most putting blood bleed whatever into your band name into your song titles. That's mm-hmm. that's the scene. That's the scene. Who cares? Fucking love it.
2: (laughs) It's like literally,
0: I fucking love this song, dude. What like what a cool way of just saying like he's passionate about what he loves to do, right? The admission of 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 hearing a song in your head and it sounding like total shit when you try to sing it is like it's incredibly human. Like obviously Mm -hmm. he can sing. We know he can fucking sing. Get the fuck out of here. Um, But like what a cool concept that ninety percent of like songwriters, guitar players you and me when we want to sing like our favorite song like we sound like
1: shit we're not good singers yeah. but who cares like why the fuck do we care we do it because we love to do it listen to me over the last hour and a half exactly which i've tried to sing it's, it's the worst terrible. absolutely you've sang a lot on this episode I actually <laughs> i did this is what happens when i get excited about these songs i yeah i, I sing them uh oh, remember this is, the Transplants you've, episode you've, i was so stoked on that one you've sing. i think you've sang
0: more on this episode probably than like the past 100 episodes <laughs> we've done combined
1: no, I did a lot on the transplants. I sing a lot on the transplants. I even sang on the the rancid one too. The "Mom, fucking down." That was so. Oh good. yeah, you did like the "Mom, fucking down." <laughs> Mom, <him> fucking down. <laughs> it's so good.
2: <laughs> I forgot
0: about the "Mom, fucking down." Because because it's so dumb the way you say it, but that's how he says it, that's and how it's how like said. that's even more stupid is when you hear him. Say, wow, he actually does say it like that. That's really stupid and funny. Oh, you know, oh like I that. love it so much. It's so Calm bad. I'm fucking down. It's, like, there's no way Tim says it like that, but he <laughs> does. That's fucking verbatim.
1: It's so yeah. bad.
0: But it's cool because, like, what what Dustin is oh, passionate man. about like extends beyond music, right? It's it's a humbling yeah. reminder yeah. to to make mistakes and move forward. Like the last line, I, I I think is equal parts like perfect songwriting of this era, and just like good songwriting, like the passion bleed, right? Let our passion bleed. Mm-hmm. That is very much of this era. But if you take that out of context it's dumb, it's silly. But like after reading like everything that he said beforehand, like it makes 100% sense. It's I don't know, it's good stuff. It's good songwriting.
1: It is. And you know, so so we talked about Dragon Ball Z and how they used that that clip in the original version of the song. There's even there's two lines in this in this outro where he brings it up. He the lines are, but like a Saiyan, I won't grow unless I'm battered in the fray. And that's 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 Saiyans, dude. You know, they don't grow, they don't get stronger until they're until they hit rock bottom, until they're they're almost dead, then the Saiyan comes back stronger, and that's the plot line of of every single part of that show. You know, the Frieza saga he's beaten down to nothing and then he becomes a super saiyan defeats <laughs> frieza it's the same thing with cell with majin buu it's with every single fucking villain goku fights the only reason he gets stronger is because he almost dies and yeah. and then he references it in this song and it's fucking awesome i love it so anyway oh and two what do you have uh, lyrically on this one I just I just went over the whole fucking lyrically on this one. Okay, I get that's true. You did, you did. So let's let's move on then. Let's. Move. What else do we want to talk about? We've talked about almost everything. Um, we not talked about
0: ain't y'all but I don't really care. <laughs>
1: to what end? I don't have that much notes. And on then that. as the ruin falls, which is cool
2: because yeah.
1: it's a C. S. Lewis poem.
0: I guess and talk he- about that one. The, I I do have a lot of notes for that one too. As both one and two. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we can do that one. I'm good with being done with after that one, but I do want to talk yeah, about I'm, that
1: one. Yeah, no, I do too. So this is the last one I, I care about talking about. So what that's do you my, have on? On as the Rune falls.
0: It's my six B. Uh, I think this is the song. That, dude, this is song. That, uh, what am I even? What have you been saying? Well, I don't know, dude. <laughs> this whole that's day's been very exciting for me. So like, yeah, I'm just I know. Very <laughs> I know. excited here. Which will be uh, <laughs>
1: announced very soon. What what's happening? Um. Anyway. Continue. Oh, God.
0: But I think this song is fucking <laughs> dope. Dude, a little hardcore song from our high school time. That's what it mm-hmm. sounds like. This is the exact template that so many bands try to do, right? For like the Creative yeah. Impulse, which was our, our our Battle of the Bands high school uh, showcase. And then like all the lunchtime bands that played. This is the mm-hmm. exact template that 90% of those bands tried to do. But th- I don't know if it always came out generic and lame. Only a very, like very else. finite yeah. amount of people did it to where it was a little bit different. And it's hard to do because it's such a generic thing anyway. But here, I don't know here. They're able to, they're able to do the tricks and keep it interesting, but add like a layer of transitioning to the next day, which I think helps if you put both of them together. I think it makes each song stronger individually as one whole.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think what, what makes what makes this breakdown better than than the what we heard most in the O C scene O C hardcore scene is that everybody was kinda of doing their own thing. You had the, the high pitched distorted guitars playing those those notes, those single notes. The er and then and then the heavy ass fucking low end, the dum 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 dum, dum. No. And then it's just everybody, the gang vocals would come in and it was, it was, nobody was doing the same thing. Everybody was kind of a little off of what, what they, what the other person was doing. So it, it gave it that, that character, that kind of dynamic. It wasn't just this, this solid, just wall of kind of sound cutting through. There was always something going on. And, and I, I kind of like, I that I think that's what makes this. Song stand out and also the song is short it's only like a minute and 40 seconds yeah so it's never drawn out um it's just it's meant this song is more like just a placeholder between ultra blue and a torch and all torches because you you needed to end this this heaviness and then get into the rain and the the acoustic guitar and then jump into a torch and all torches like this is just the perfect segue into all that i mean it's it's a great The whole record is really, you know, sequencing wise, it's 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 fantastic. So, I, I do like the song, and and you know the the title of the song is lifted from a C.S. Lewis poem of the same name as the Ruin Falls, um, and C.S. Lewis is a huge huge influence on Dustin and the band in general. I to me he's he is my favorite author as well. I think he's just he was he's, he was amazing, um, and. Yeah, so I I read the poem too. It was a, it was a fine poem, but I just don't really care. I don't care about poems, poetry. So, but it, I it's liked about it. yeah. You, okay, good. I,
0: I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, I I think I think the poem itself is uh, is essentially about how how Lewis coped with his wife's death by saying mm-hmm. the time. And I'm gonna relate. I'm gonna relate this I'm, 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 to a movie later on. In a song and a quip that's really good. But I think it's about how Lewis coped with his wife's death by saying that the time they spent together when she was alive was worth the pain when she died. Mm -hmm. And the movie that I'm related to. What do you think? What do you think?
1: I don't know. Oh, God damn. You're in City of Angels with Nicolas Cage. Dude, I saw that when I was like a teenager. I don't. I don't remember anything about it now Oh my fucking god So, right, <laughs> City of Angels uh,
0: Nicholas Cage, Meg Ryan um, mm-hmm. he, the, the end, Essentially the end of it uh, Nicholas Cage is talking And he's speaking about Meg Ryan He says, I would rather have one breath of her hair One kiss of her mouth oh One god, touch of her hand Than eternity <laughs> without it
1: Oh, oh my god You've definitely like, talked about this on the podcast. Oh my god,
0: it's like literally one of my favorite fucking movie quotes of all time. It is so <laughs> goddamn good. It it's is so, so fucking good. So it, it, it's beyond romantic. It's oh, dude, it's tragic. It's tragic in like the Shakespeare sense. It's just it's defeatist. <laughs> it's disgusting, and that's that's cool. I, but I think Dustin takes a piece of that mentality here. And makes it seem like a, a, a relationship. Like the line, for this, I bless you as the ruin falls. I mean, like clearly he's, it's about that. Yeah. Like he's saying, thank you for the time we had together, but like it's, it's falling apart. Like we're, it's done mm-hmm. here. So I, I don't yeah. think he's as deep as C.S. Lewis was. Um, he is, I well, guess. how can just, you be? I mean, C.S.
1: Lewis was, you know, 20, 30 years older than what, when Dustin was, you know, this age. So God damn. It's just, it's just, it's good stuff, dude.
0: It's all good stuff. It's all gold. It is. Any, anytime, anytime I can interpret or in in damn, pod talk is hard. Pod talking the, is very hard. The later we get, the more difficult pod talk becomes. Anytime I can I can insert that City of Angels quote into a podcast episode You're is gonna. a fucking win for me.
1: <laughs> so Sit. on that on that high note, here we let's, go. Uh, let's uh, let's give our final thoughts and um, give our rating of the record based off of our world-famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, and give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff?
0: Go Dude, on. in the City of Angels soundtrack had Iris by the Goo, Goo Dolls? Like,
1: come on. <laughs> come on. You tell me that's not a good song?
0: Come on. No,
1: that is amazing. It's a great I song. It's like, get up forever to touch you. Where the fuck he says, I don't know. Dude, Johnny. he doesn't even... Why are you singing it so deep and so low?
0: He doesn't have a. It's <laughs> a little. He
1: he's, a, he's a little.
0: He's a little raspy in his voice.
1: A little raspy, but he sings much higher. He's not. He's not that. I give up forever to touch
0: you. <laughs> he's not like like let over here. I
1: guess. <laughs> That's
0: what I was thinking. <laughs> the ace of spades. The ace of spades.
2: <laughs> city oh, of man. angels.
0: <laughs> no, that's here we go. Did OC hardcore thrice? Yeah. This album. Yeah. This is 2000. This is so. Dude, this is almost 25 years old. This is it's it's crazy. And yes. this is right before we started high school. And I feel like our high school was 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 dictated by music that sounded like thrice. Everybody was trying to sound like this specific era of thrice. A lot yeah, of the bands the that we stuff. saw play at lunch, a lot of the bands that weren't like bullshit fucking cover bands for creative impulse that was again was a the Battle of the Bands showcase mm-hmm. wanted to sound like this era of thrice. This was the scene, dude. Like this was the scene. And I know you love Breaking right. Through, I know you love 18 Visions, but <laughs> like those bands don't hold a fucking candle to like what this does, what this achieves, the sound that this does. This this perfectly captures what the OC scene was like, but then also again, like where your influence on your sleeves. Like we talked about the ranching episode. Mm -hmm. They're doing that thing, but then also progressing the genre. They're doing things here that, that is saying like, Hey, I know that you like uh, the OC hardcore scene, but why not do this also? Why not add more like complex harmonies, like Jimmy World, like emo stuff. Let's do that. So so this album is is extremely important to the development of the OC hardcore scene of the Orange County punk scene in general which is already a diverse fucking scene compared to to essentially the world um man I don't I I have nothing I've nothing negative to say about this album except that like it's it's fucking perfect I don't <laughs> it
1: is it is We yeah. we only
0: do like perfect albums and and I get it like this is not like on the same perfect scale is like Sabbath's first album or like Zeppelin too. You know what well, I mean? Like these might be. Those are like those are like generational things, but like our generation, this is a perfect album. This is our Zeppelin too. This is our fucking Sabbath Sabbath. Regionally, this is what we we aspired to be. These people here. They, having like Paul Minor fucking produce your album. Yeah. This early on in Death by Stereo's career, before like the record store, before everything else like blew up, before everything like that. Like that's just, I don't know. Keep it in house. Keep it in house. Love it. Put it out. Enjoy it. That's all. Yeah. That's all I gotta say.
1: I, good. I get it, man. I get it. This is uh, hugely influential for me. Um, or this record is and this band really in general. It got me into so many, so many other artists um, within the OC scene, and you know it, it made me kind of expand outside of just screaming and got me thinking more like oh there's some really good melodic stuff too like i don't need to just listen to guys screaming for three minutes you know every song um so it kind of expanded my horizons and and you know and as i've grown up i've kind of kind of grown with the band i mean i don't have i don't agree with everything that they've done you know musically but i i get i understand the progression and i i kind of give them a pass almost it's just like i give them a pass because i know what they're capable of. And I know that they've done it so well that they perfected it um, way back, way back when, you know, with this record, artist illusion and Visu, they absolutely perfected it. And um, I don't know, man, I, I, I I can't add anything more to it. I can't, it's hard for me to wrap it up because it, it is so ingrained in my, my musical history and the scene we grew up in and the friends we had. And, I mean the nostalgia here is just incredible, and a good friend of mine, friend of the pod annie we when when Annie and I met, we met through mutual friends who you know I didn't go to high school with Annie at all. she grew up across town, and I only met her because of one one guy, and when we met the first thing we her and I clicked on was thrice that was the first thing that we connected on. Because we both loved the band, we knew the band front to back. Her more than me because she be, she was obsessed with them. Um, she even had like things hanging up in her house, like in the hallway. Like her mom allowed her to put up like pictures of her with the band, like that she took at shows, and like framed up on the walls. Like that's how much she loved this band. So that <laughs> that was our common denominator was was thrice when we first met, and then now Annie is just she's incredible. She's awesome. Um, love Annie. Love Annie so Annie. much. Yeah. Ah, oh, I'll tell you later. Oh, anyway, it's yeah. So, um, yeah, Annie's awesome, but yeah, that so like I said, just nostalgia, the memories, the amazing music, perfect record. I don't give a fuck. Identity Crisis is amazing. Anybody who tells you otherwise is lying out of their fucking teeth. So, perfect record. Right? Right. I, I three I out of three. I agree. 3 out of fucking 3. So, do do you have anything else on this one? Uh, That's it. That's all. All right. So thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Tell all your friends. Um, And thank you all for listening. So that's it. That's all. Uh,
0: I fucking love this one lyrically. I, I love how he feels... He just quaint Quaint Oh he just quaint Can't make something Fucking perfect there Can he That's my That's my Cockney accent there
1: It was like That was all Australia That was everything That was That was was New Zealand
0: Mixing with like The Yeah that was everything That's that's what I do That was the worst I make them up That was the worst I do what I do I do what I do It is what it is (sighs)
1: No, I did a lot on the transplants. I sing a lot on the transplants. I even sang on the the rancid one too. The "Moan Fucking Down" that was so. Oh good. yeah, you did like the "Moan Fucking Down." Fucking, Mow him fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> I forgot about the "Moan Fucking Down" because because it's so dumb the way you say it. But that's how he says it, that's and how it's how like said. that's even more stupid. Is when you hear him, like, wow, he actually does say it like that. That's really stupid And funny oh, that's oh, like I, I
1: love it so much It's so <laughs> bad Oh fucking
0: down like, There's no way Tim says it like that <laughs> But he does
1: <laughs> That's fucking verbatim It's so
0: yeah. bad <laughs>